My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to the merrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. This is episode 340 on the Get Married podcast, and we're so excited to be here. We know we had a break. We had a week off because mom and dad were up, and we were busy having fun. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we were busy wedding dress shopping. <laughs> yes, we were busy wedding dress shopping. We got a dress. What else were we doing? We were busy real estate shopping. You haven't found a house. Yeah, no, um, But not yet. fingers crossed soon. And eating a lot of great food. <laughs> Definitely. And a lot of walks on the beach. Yes. It was so it was nice. nice. And just time spent with mum and dad. And I think, you know, I feel like this really segues right beautifully into today's subject. It's like we planned it. <laughs> time is really the most precious resource and time with the people we love. These, uh, This is the magic of life, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but something is getting in the way of this. Something very big is getting in the way of this and it's probably in your hands right now. It's a little rectangle, dings at you, vibrates at you. It's your phone. It is your phone. And Carla's playing with her phone right now. Oh. (laughs) What are you doing? Oh, there, that is the sound. Okay, now she's just testing all the tones, all the different options. Do any of these sounds like make you feel like something like ooh, like you know, you know that sound that vibrate sound because my phone is always on just silent, right? Mm. Uh and that, you know, it it makes a feeling in you, doesn't it? Like the is funny, it a good one? Is it a bad one? I'm I don't not know. Sure, but I don't it's know. a what, feeling. It is a feeling and it's very much it happens not with just my phone vibrating, everyone's phone vibrating. It's so strange, isn't it? Because I feel like even the vibrate, yeah. like you know, you put it off, you put it on vibrate, but you can still hear oh, it. You need to and turn it's up. like you have super spidey senses yeah. now. <laughs> and you can you can like hear a vibration from like two hundred meters away. <laughs> so I mean like I was reading Yesterday, I spent like a good few hours reading and I put my phone on sleep mode because I knew if it's not on sleep mode, I will totally get distracted by by, by the vibration. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not just that 
you know, if it's Carla messaging, mum messaging, it's not me just doing that because I know once I pick up the phone right back, then I just suddenly hop on over to Instagram or Facebook or my emails or all of them and then back again and do it maybe three times. And then it's like, well, shivers, uh, 30 minutes passed. I could have been sitting here reading my book. (laughs) I'm being lovely, lovely entertained by the words. And it's just so different. I mean, like, I even thought about this yesterday because I did spend quite a lot of time just sitting and reading. It's so different to sitting and watching TV. It's so different to sitting and scrolling. Uh, Reading, it helps you think and contemplate and reflect Mm. a lot more, I think. And you're also using your imagination. Mm. It's not just like mind-numbing. It's very thought-provoking. Yeah, it's a total different experience. I don't think you can... Yeah, reading a book and watching a TV show are are incomparable. Yeah. Like they are two different experiences. It's like when you read, you know, a book and then you watch the movie. It's always different and usually you like the book more. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I always like the book more, Uh, especially when you read the book first and then you watch the movie like, that's not how I pictured it. Because we all have such different (laughs) imaginations. I was like, no, Hermione's hair was not like that was much bigger. Yeah, and she had more buck tooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think we are very observant people and of ourselves and also other people. And I have noticed that these devices are getting in the way of more and more of life. Yeah. Even as an example, you know, we were out to lunch multiple times with mum and dad and I would look around I would consciously put my phone like in my handbag or at least face down Mm. on the table and I would look around and there would be couples there would be groups and there were people on their phones having lunch together but on their phones yeah so they they had their food they were sitting opposite each other but they both had a phone yeah. And they were like texting, like avid, like I've like actively. Yeah. Like yeah. it wasn't just like, I'm gonna check this message and then I'll pop it down. Yeah. It was active conversation happening like with that person on the phone and that person on the phone and nothing together. Imagine if they were messaging each other. Maybe. Or like they were. in a group with each other. I mean <laughs> really I mean, I totally do this. We all do it. Yeah. I think we are very conscious of it, but sometimes obviously we're not. But I know like even, for example, we had dinner with Joel and Damiano a month ago or whatever and they were like making fun of us because we do have <laughs> we do have this group that Carla is named, the best family ever chat group and it's literally me, Carla, mum and dad messaging each other. Actually, no, dad is in the message. He never, ever replies, barely ever because he's always like, you you girls just drain my battery with all these messages. We really shouldn't just – we should just message mum. <laughs> then I feel like we're leaving dad out, though. I know. And like, then I'm like, but we messaged you, dad. Like, we told you this. You just didn't read the 100 messages. Exactly. Like, literally sometimes he will look at his phone and he says he has 200 notifications. Like, that's how bad it is. I that's mean- on a golf day. <laughs> like, if he's gone out to play golf with his friends and it's – like, he's left – us and mum to our own <laughs> devices. <laughs> devices. 
Uh, and he'll come back and he's he's like, all right, give me the lowdown because I'm not reading these 200 yeah, I messages. Wouldn't. And I know I under- I'm in a group like, you know, our group with like our NFT group and mm-hmm. our friends. Like sometimes I'll look and there's so many notifications. I'll scroll and I'll mm. be like, oh, man, like I can't get I can't get my head around all this. Like you yeah. have to be there. And, like, see it as it comes and then you'll be up to date. But sometimes I just give up. Uh, Really what we're doing, instead of being present with the people we are with, we're focusing energy on the the people who we're chatting to Mm -hmm. or whatever we're doing on the phone. Uh, It's silly really because even with our family, it's like, you know, I should be more present with them when they're here in my life. And then when I'm with someone else, I'd be more present with them. And then when I'm by myself, yeah, give myself periods of time to message the people I love and to connect because it is also a way of great connection. I mean, we message mom and dad to feel connected with them because we miss them. Yeah, and, like, I want to keep them updated. Like, I want to send them a photo of Chino. I want to send them a photo of the beach. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's – I think when you are close to people – I mean, that's why we send photos to people, right, Mm -hmm. like to to make them feel like – we're kind of together but not like we're a part of each other's lives and we're sharing something like it is a way of connection especially when you live in different zones different places in the world look I don't think that that's necessarily that's not a bad thing I think it's more so when it is getting in the way of something else like so when we were having dinner with Joel and coming on it and they mentioned the best family of a group chat uh they were just they were laughing about it, but they were also like, yeah, it's, uh, sometimes you girls will be like having a conversation with uh, me, like Joel would be saying this, like, Carla, you have a conversation with me. And then you're like, talk, talk, talk. And then like the phone buzzes. And then I just like pick up my phone and start replying. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, reply, reply, reply. Yeah, 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 yeah. To Joel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, what? It's so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. The amount of times I'll be like, what? What did you say? Like, I know. I do it too. I do it too. And especially like when we're driving because like if I'm driving with a dummy on it, like he'll always drive because mm-hmm. he thinks I'm a terrible driver. And I actually am a terrible driver because I'm a bit of a scared driver. No one wants a scared driver on the road. I'm just a bit nervous, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so he always drives. Not that he – I think sometimes he's a crazy Italian driver like – Anyway, that's. (laughs) I will second that. Uh, But often it's like, especially during this like real estate looking experience, uh, we will like go and look at this house and then like we'll be talking and then I'll like send all the messages to the best family ever chat and like start replying and talking about the house and then Damiano will get really frustrated at me because I'm literally like. I'm taking, I'm leaving his conversation and like giving you guys the update. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that's so bad. That's so rude. And he's driving. Like, obviously, I feel like even though he's driving, I can do that. But it's like we are in that experience together. Like, we could be talking amongst each other and I could do the the update later. Yeah. And I think this is a really good point. Joel mentions this because he does a lot of driving for work Yeah, and he will pick up his colleagues yeah. and he will mention that every single one of them, as soon as like he picks them up, yeah. they're head down in the phone, scrolling TikTok, yeah, flipping TikTok videos, whereas he's just like, what the hell? Like, can we not just like have a conversation? conversation. And yeah. he finds it real like, – because Joel is not like that on his phone no. at all. He is very much – like phones down, put it away. He'll always well, be reminding me, except when he yeah, wants to be doing do what he wants to be doing. Yeah, 
probably looking on realestate.com. That's probably yeah, what he's yeah. doing. Um, we're all, we all do it. But I think, yeah, it's those little moments, isn't it? Even these things that don't seem very important, like a car ride, yeah. where we are missing potential connection because of these devices. Yeah, and it's like the conversations are important with one another. Like the conversations, even like the thoughts, the contemplating in your mind, we're disconnecting from ourselves and people because of these devices. I mean, I was in the shower yesterday just like after all this reading and a shower is a great place to think without your phone because you can't take your phone in there, can you? Please don't. don't. Uh, and I just was like thinking, thinking, and I was like, it's such a special thing to be able to do to give yourself time to just think your own thoughts. And I believe that we fill our lives with so much stuff. We're so stimulated by all these bings and dings and notifications that we're not allowing ourselves this time to contemplate, to think our own thoughts. We're consuming content. We're consuming ideas, uh, sometimes on purpose, sometimes not on purpose, like marketing is all around us. Do you have any ideas of your own? How do you think for yourself? I believe we're not taking actions to to cultivate this. And, you know, some ideas are to do this is meditation, it's yoga, it's sitting and reading other ideas to then provoke your feelings and thoughts. It's writing, it's journaling. I mean, what did Joan Didion say, her famous quote, which I would totally get wrong, I write to think. Mm. You know, she writes and then her thoughts come out. Like, what do we all do to, to cultivate this thinking? Mm. I read another quote about writers and it was like, um, I think it was like a kid and the kid was like saying that they wanted to be a writer and someone asked them like, how do you know you want to be a writer? And the kid was like, because I um, I think all of the thoughts but I don't want to write them down. And they're like, yeah, you're a yeah. writer. <laughs> and I feel like that too. Like I'm always thinking about these thoughts. I'm like, geez, these are great thoughts. And I'm like, I should write them down. I never do. I don't no. want to. I have had that feeling since I remember when I did this blog for, it was like uni, so I was like 17. And I remember like having this like really strange, like poetic sentence yeah. in my mind. And I was like, this is such a beautiful poem. Like I should write it down. And I was like, no, I don't want to write it down. <laughs> But like I always would like yeah. think like I would like put sentences together yeah, in my too. mind. I do all the and time. And then and I can see them on the page even, yeah. but then I just don't you write, write them, down. them down. Because sometimes I write them down, then I find them and I'm like, geez, like this is great. Mm. This is a poetic. I should do something with it. And then I don't. Yeah. Um but you know, we do though, because we do write. Yeah. It's just that we're writing specifically for Mary Body and Yoga Pilates. Yeah. But we have totally there's a platform there already for you to download your creativity. It's true. I, and I think to me, this is such a great richness of life that that creative thought that is worth so much, mm. and we don't put enough emphasis on this this magic. And even for you to know it, I think that is magic because some people don't see it. Yeah, yeah, because they're so blinded by, uh, let's see, the phone going, the the ever growing goal to make more money, to buy this handbag, and to, all this material, material surface level, surface level. To think creatively and to and to create something from nothing, isn't that worth so much more? Mm. Like I've been thinking about this again and again, as you know, especially as you go and you're buying a house because obviously it's a big material possession, but it's also your shelter. You need a house. Mm-hmm. 
And also, we live in Australia where the housing market is totally insane. It's so expensive. But like, you know, you're thinking about money a lot, money, money, money. And then you, I have this thought about creativity and how rich that is and how deep it is and how magical it is. And, you know, there's no monetary value on it really because what? who decides what creativity is worth something? It's all subjective and like, oh, you meet this person and they buy it and blah, 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 and then all of a sudden you're a rich artist or oh, there's a great artist who's dirt poor. Like what's the difference? Mm. Anyway, I just think it's such a, an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't ignore that. You shouldn't ignore that. that, that yeah, no. That creative sentence. Write it down. <laughs> okay, next time I will. Uh, yeah, I think that. It is important to allow space for these kinds of things because I th- it is really easy to put it at a very l- low priority because of like our goals and our ambitions and all of the things that we think we should have and all the things that we think we want to achieve. It's like, you know, when we started our business, it was built around just writing for the sake of writing. Like we just wanted to share it was bliss. We didn't we didn't know what it was going to turn into. We didn't even know if it was going to make any money. We just really liked doing that. So we did. Uh, it was only an, it was only when we saw other people making mm. money from it that we understood, oh, like you can actually make this a business. Mm. Oh, I get it. Now that's really cool because we actually really enjoy this. But of course, when you go and do your own thing, and you go down this business journey, you've got to be realistic and probably we we weren't, but now we can see there's always going to be elements of stuff that isn't blissful, that isn't enjoyable, that is like a slog and like a drag and like, oh, my gosh, this is really hard and hard in a way that you don't enjoy. It's just like you don't even want to touch that, but you've got to do it because like otherwise then it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, and I think – we can get too focused on then like the growing and the building and the sustaining and then the yeah. this and then that and then you miss everything. You kind of like forget about the magic of the creation and what you actually – why you started in the first yeah. place was because you just liked to write or you whatever you like to do. Maybe it's like painting or um, making jewellery. Like you forget why because you're so busy doing all the things. Well, the marketing and the selling is such a big part of any business. Mm. Lucky we enjoy – I kind of enjoy the marketing well, as well. I- enjoy it and you can I feel like there can be elements of creativity put into all aspects of life and I think this is where minus my spreadsheets but (laughs) but it's creative you make it colorful you get so much enjoyment from that it's not like like I'm pretty sure you can feel creative by being super A-type personality organized yeah no I think I do there's a creative element even when I like figure out like a um a certain sum in Excel where I like take a percentage from a certain number and then so I make it appear in like another uh, cell. And I'm like, oh my God, this auto magic. Like, wow. Yeah, but I think, um, you know, this is another s- a subject maybe. It's like you're choosing to find the joy mm. because really it's all a choice, right? Like w- when we are living in a present way, when we – are connected with ourselves. We give ourselves time to contemplate. We're not on our phones all the time. Instead of responding to what's happening, we can choose how to be a bit more easier. So, like, mm. you know, I'm doing this work, I'm doing my emails, uh, or I'm doing my emails, cool. Mm. Like, I'm joyfully doing this. I'm choosing to have fun. I'm choosing to see the goodness in this. 
Yeah, and I think that's yeah comes also to a gratitude point as well because yeah. it's like again when it, whatever it is that you might be doing that maybe you loved once and now suddenly it's mundane and you're like oh I have to do this again yeah. then you can like like for me if I sit back and think wow I get to wake up and do this merry body thing that we created from nothing what the hell and thousands of people have done our classes. What the hell? Like, and you kind of like look at like the 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 grandness of it all, yeah. and how cool that is. And then that gets you in a grateful mindset too, which I think it it can turn grat like gratitude for me turns everything into joy. It, it automatically, yeah. Gratitude. I mean, here we are on day eight, eight of our I am grateful challenge. Inside Marybody. And, I mean, this challenge should be every day mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives. I think gratitude makes life better. Gratitude helps you be present. Gratitude helps you put the phone down. Gratitude helps you realise that every second of our lives is given to – it's an opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not saying, you know, every every second is an amazing second because life sucks sometimes. It can be really hard sometimes. There's no meaning to that sometimes. It's just crap. It's just shit. Uh, But what gratitude does is it gives us hope during those times. It helps us move through those hard times. Gratitude is absolute magic. Mm -hmm. And I believe if we lived with more gratitude, each and every one of us, the world would be a better place. Also, if we lived with more empathy, the world Mm. would be a better place. Yeah, I think gratitude in itself, again can really help with this, like, disconnection with this phone stuff because if you're asking yourself, what am I grateful for today, it's usually not your device. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're not going to be like, what am I grateful for today? Oh, let me just do, like, a bit of a scroll. My Instagram time, yes, grateful. So grateful. Not. uh, So I think it reminds you as well to, like, Get put that down, yes. face down. I'm actually just going to be here and with this person or these people that I'm with. Or I'm this gonna sunset. En- yeah, I'm going to enjoy this dinner. I'm going to look around, like take it all in. I'm going to look at the cute puppy. Oh my gosh, look how funny that is! Like, and you don't yeah. miss things. And isn't like you know? I feel like there's the stuff on Instagram. Like it's very visual. There's a lot of aesthetics. There's like you know people taking artistic shots and like mm. that's fun and all, but. What if we just looked at that in real life Mm -hmm. and contemplated? Like, that is beautiful and it doesn't need to be shared. You're looking at the light streaming through the window. Yeah. Admiring the sunshine, admiring the colours that are being created while the sun is shining through this glass, whatever. (laughs) Or you're outside and the, the dew is sitting on the leaves. The flowers are blooming. Do we need to take a photo and share it? No, we don't mm. always need to. If you want, do it. But like when when it, it's like when does it become less about the experience and more about the sharing? Mm. Like that's the worry, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the question. And then the question is like how do you find that balance? Yeah. Of like So when I was in Port Douglas, it was really interesting. We were on like many boats <laughs> as you do. When you're on the Great Barrier Reef, which is amazing, I would highly recommend it. Everyone sees that in their lifetime. It is so special. Um, there were families, there were couples, and, again, the majority of them were on their phones the whole time 
trying to document the experience mm. but not actually experience yeah. the experience they were like oh wow this is so beautiful let me get the photo like that and it was like really frantic yeah. like, like they had to capture it like otherwise maybe it didn't happen yeah the truth <laughs> is it still happened even when you don't share it on instagram like yeah. that this is such a what what in us as a human being drives us to feel that we need to share everything what is it it is it the dopamine hits that you get from the likes is it the goal to feel accepted and liked mm-hmm. is that it like, it's so i don't it's know innate, right like it is a human instinct like social media is tapped into something mm-hmm. uh they know they they know how to manipulate us like, oh, yeah. What, they know. They have many, I'm, I don't know how many psychologists are on their team. Many, many. Yeah, like this. To understand this, the it's, mind. It's good to remember this though, right? Yeah. Like it's good for us to reflect and be like, hang on. Like every time we're scrolling on Instagram, every minute we spend on Instagram, they're making money. Mm. Yeah, we have <laughs> to remember that. All they want to do, their goal is to keep us on the app. Advertising, advertising, advertising. Yeah, they it, want us to see the ads so more businesses keep paying for ads. Yeah, exactly. That's the only reason why they they care about what they do, really. It is. There's it's a big no, corporation There's now. no heartfelt mission behind Instagram. Sorry. Well, let's look. Let's Okay, like TikTok, what's in the news right now, that Andrew Tate guy, um, like, yeah, delete him. If they really cared about people, they would get rid of people like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know free speech, whatever, but his speech is violent. Mm-hmm. His speech is wrong. Like it's he's giving terrible advice, and young men are listening. Young boys, I should say, are listening. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if they actually cared, they that person would be banned. It's like, hang care. on a minute, they ban women's nipples, but they're not banning that. Yeah, it's super strange. This is this, this is, is odd. Strange. This is odd. This is um, that's another conversation. What was I watching last night? Uh, the most hated man on the internet about oh, Hunter. The, what's his name? Not the Tinder swindler. No, not that one. Uh, uh, I forget his name. The guy who started like revenge porn. Oh. Kind of. This is how bad my memory is. Like, what is it? What was the website called? Something up. I. Some, I don't know. It's the most hated man on the internet and it's about Hunter somebody who created a website that was like people uploaded naked photos of people without their consent. Oh, my God, that's awful. I know. And he had like a major following in like the 2011-12. I never heard of him. No, neither. But he must have been very big in America. Anyway, it's awful and it's like just this shines this light on the the horrible uh, use of the internet like it's dark web style mm. and it's scary and it's yuck and it just shows you know there's so many dynamics in a human and you know what we choose to feed and not feed like this is important mm-hmm. like you can go down all these different paths you can be compassionate empathetic kind generous or you can be an absolute horrible evil person mm-hmm. where you take people you use people you abuse them their rights you don't care about people and that's what that that it's an interesting documentary series i mean it's like anthropology studies of humans mm. and like people loved him 
And not just men, like women loved him too. And it was like he was just degrading towards women and people and all humankind. Yeah, that sounds he was awful. He sounds awful. Yeah, and this is on the this is on your social media channels, right? Um, media, mainstream media were interviewing him, like putting him on a pedestal for a little while. Then, like obviously, it all got came like tumbling, crumbling down. Good, rightfully so. That's so but, strange. Like, you know, it was bizarre. That is bizarre. Oh my. We got down a rabbit hole. I know. Right? <laughs> there was a lot of little rabbit holes. A lot of rabbit holes, a lot of tangents. I think um, I guess what this episode is about, it's like asking you or encouraging you, not asking you, encouraging you like to check in, like to bring more awareness to when you are picking up the phone because like every time we do do that, it is guiding us out of real life. Mm what is happening in real life, in the present, and it's taking us into this other world where we're getting fed these messages. Like there is an algorithm that is built. Like if you question it just for a moment, you'll notice, oh, yeah, like why am I seeing only wedding dresses now? Why am I seeing only engagement rings and bouquets? Because you're getting married. Like, and that's changed yeah. since, you know, before it was all Taylor Swift videos. And puppies. And so many puppies. I miss the puppies. Yeah, bring back the puppies. Uh, look, I think what you just said there was really powerful. And, like, if anyone, like, if anyone needs help, like, that's that's the message. Your phone is taking you away from real life. Your phone is taking you away from real life experiences. Mm-hmm. How many years go by before we realize that, oh, I just spent all this time living life through my phone and I missed out? Yeah, I think it's about setting boundaries. So when I was on holiday, like I made sure, like I still wanted to document some. Of course. Obviously, I, I love the memories that come up. I love looking back on amazing moments in my life and being like oh my god I forgot that happened Mm, wow mm. and like sending them to you and being like remember this yeah and like you know when it's like 10 years ago and like maybe we just started the business like remember this like wow like like we've come so far and I think it's like a, a really nice thing to reflect on so I knew that I know that I like to take photos for that for memories and so when I was on holiday I made sure like when I was taking the photos that first of all I would like be wherever I was I'm like take it in and like breathe and like be with the people and like talk to Joel about it and then I'd be like okay I'm gonna take a photo and I would get my phone out and I would take a photo I'd take a video and then I would put it away like I wasn't sharing instantly yes I was very much like I'll just take I'll just document a little bit put it in my folder for later you share it later Yeah. yeah and then like Overnight, like when we had finished the day, we'd finished dinner, everything was over, we were kind of like talking about a day and we are about to go to bed. I was like, oh, I'll share a few of my favourite things from the day. And like then I would also look back on the day and be like, oh, wow, like this is really fun and like share it. And that was kind of my idea of going into that holiday and being like, I'm going to experience it. I'm not going to just document Mm. it instantly. And then I will just choose, if I want to, to share some later. Yes. And I think that was a good way of doing it rather than when I, what I witnessed when I was on like other tours was people, you know, sharing it instantly. People FaceTiming people 
on a freaking cruise, sunset yeah. cruise, FaceTiming someone. Be like, look at this. Yeah, wow. <laughs> like, they just missed it all because they just wanted to, like, show someone else. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just wish you could experience life without the phone. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder. I mean, we did as kids, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wonder what life was like at, at our age, you know, in the 70s. Yeah. Where, like, you know, you had you had the camera, but only, except, only very few people had a camera and it was not like you take a photo of everything. We will never know I that. Know. I know. And even think about the kids today and, like, God, kids today, teenagers today, parents, I don't know how you're going to deal with that because I see these kids they come into conversations. They don't even look at you. And I'm not saying all kids. Some all, some kids are not like that. I know this. And, I mean, but some kids, their heads are down looking at their phone while they're talking to you. There's something wrong with that. Yeah, so they'll be on their phone and, like, I'll be thinking, oh, they're not in this conversation. Like, that's what that's my initial thought. Oh, okay, like, they're just kind of being rude. All right. And, like, talking to the other people in the group. But then they'll chime in. They'll just, like, lift their head up and then they'll go back to their phone. And I'm like, what is happening here? I'm confused. Like, are you listening or what are you doing on that phone? So like, rude, what are you? Yeah, it is rude. If that was my kid, I'd tell them off. Me too. <laughs> I would too. I think I have, like, I don't, because I don't have kids, like, I can understand that there would be, like, this pressure to, like, give them a device. But I would I, from my own experience with this device and the, like, it is hard to get off this device sometimes. Yeah. Like, I find it you hard. Struggle. I struggle. So I am going to be extremely strict. Well, what about how um, there's that teacher in Sydney or something, or, like, the school, the principal, he banned the phones and, like, yeah, good on him. their behaviour, like, went so much better. Like, there were way less trouble incidents. Because they banned phones. To me, it's like, well, there you go. There's proof that mm-hmm. phones shouldn't be allowed at schools. Like, phones shouldn't be allowed at schools, really. Yeah, well, because I don't know what it's like anymore because schools, um, when we were in school, phones were definitely banned. We would bring them into school, like, because we would sneak them in and we'd yeah. get in trouble if we were using them. Like, it would get taken off us. Yeah, well, I didn't get a phone until I was in year 11. Yeah. Like, so I had a phone in year eight. Yeah, so you were 13, 14. Yeah. I was... Mind you, it was a 33, 12. I was 16. Yeah, they're totally different. It was like literally to message your friends and play Snake. Snake was so fun. Yeah, I got mine for my... In year 10, so my 15th birthday, 16th birthday. You 16th had a Motorola. Birthday. Yeah, a little silver one. So funny. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's really funny to think about this. And now, like, six-year-olds have smartphones. Mm. So, like... Yeah, I, I wonder what it's like. Are kids allowed to use their phone in class? I have no idea. And, I mean, like, this is – we're not trying to shame anyone. This is just us thinking about our lives and what we would do in that situation. It's not about anyone else. Like, well, in fact, though, when I do bump into people with kids and, like, the kids that are talking but also on the phone, I actually think that's disrespectful to me mm. and to anyone, especially an adult. I would never, ever do that as a kid. I would treat all my parents' friends with utter the, the utmost respect because that's my, that's my role, like, to be respectful of my elders. And I'm not seeing a lot of that mm. right now. I don't feel that. 
Yeah, and of course, like if the elder is like a bad person, you don't you run away from them, but oh, not yeah. when it's a when a fr- it's a friend of your mom. That's different. That's a different story, of course. Like, don't hang out with the anyone who's a yeah. predator or someone scary, or you you don't feel safe around. But if it's a friend, you give them the time, even if it's a minute, and then you say, oh, I've just got to go do this yeah. and leave the conversation. I remember like, when oh. mum and dad's friends would, like, pop over and, like, we were would be, like, playing in our room, like, when we were younger, and then we would always come out and we'd always say hi. Yeah. Always. And we'd always, like, sit down and, like, Join be in. part of the conversation. Even if we didn't say anything, we'd just listen. Yeah. But I think that's, like, I don't know. I guess some people just don't do that. Oh, no, it's because there's phones. <laughs> because the kids just stay in their rooms and go on the phones. That's literally it. Because you know what? When our mum's friends came over, I was excited. Yeah. It was something different. It was like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, new Lenny's person. Here. Uh, Carol's here. Carol's here. Like, you know, we'd come out and chat. Yeah. Because people have their phones, they create their own little worlds. Mm. They don't need to exit the the imagination or, like, their room or their homework. Because they the already metaverse. Have, yeah, they're they're in there. They're stuck in there. It's so interesting. Yeah, so I think that I'm gonna be one of those parents who is very like open about like the with this device, like the badness of it. Like not the badness of it, but how it can take away life. Yeah, it is. Like you I, I think it's like explaining it. Because I think, you know, obviously kids see their parents on their phones and they they want that. Like kids yeah. want, they like. So, what do they do? They copy you. So their maybe parent. it's more. It's less about explaining, more about showing, 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 being the example. And you know, I'm just sure there's so many people listening to this being like, "You don't have kids. Wait. You just wait. <laughs> you just wait because you want to give them that iPad with Peppa Pig on it. You want to give oh, them that we're iPad. Not, we're not actually talking about little kids now. We're talking about older kids. I'm I thinking think, more right teens. Teenagers. When it's like they actually can make a social media profile. Yeah, and look, to be honest, like I'm not against giving the kid the phone or the device, especially like if you're out and about and you're trying to enjoy a conversation with friends and your little kid is screaming or, like, I don't know what they're doing and you know that the device will keep them entertained, you know what? Do that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would do that. A hundred percent, I know I'll do that. Uh, if it's just me and the kid, maybe not. Like, maybe I'll try and, like, <laughs> but if I'm, like, trying to do something do else. something else or, like, if I'm feeling worried about other people, you know, in the restaurant or cafe or mm. whatever, yeah, give the kid the device. Whatever. I think it's more so we're talking, like, I know we're trying to, like, be like, oh, like, we no, don't want to. It, no, like, it's not we, even Carl's. No, I know. I feel. No. I feel it's rude as a teenager to come into a conversation on their phone and that's rude. No, that's what I was but, about like, to kid, say. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, we, we're not, we obviously don't know, but, like, that's, and what we think is right. Like yeah. I think that when you enter a conversation, no matter who it is, no matter like if it's an older person, a younger person, yeah. like would you do that to your friend? No. No. So why are we doing it to well, an actually, older person? They probably all do probably it to they each do. other and they with lack of awareness. This, I would love to see just like a group of teenagers. They'd like, how do they, parents. how do they interact these days? It's just another species. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, how were we even teenagers? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but no, I do. I would love to have experienced life without 
you know, the internet and the smart device. But then so much goodness has also come from it. And so then like, it's all about the balance. Yeah, so it's just like you you just got to take – you've got to realise how it can impact you badly and then try and, I guess, manage that. Have awareness. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, having boundaries with yeah. your device. So at the dinner table, make it a rule. Like the, the phone does not come to the dinner table. Of like, course. So these are little things you can do. We say, of course – it's not a thing that always but happens. it's also like, and I think it's even beyond that because to me, to me, for me, I'm talking about myself, it's obvious the phone isn't at the dinner table. Like that's obvious to me. Like it's rarely at my dinner table. Like never really. Mm-hmm. But when I'm cooking or when I'm just with myself, like that's where my boundaries, yeah. like that's the fail that I experience where, you know, I could be just being or just cooking. Mm-hmm. Instead I'm cooking while also scrolling. Yeah. And then, oh, I drop that. Like it's really obvious to me when I'm not being present mm. because of my phone. That's true. And same for me, like say example, like morning coffee. Yeah. Like I'll like, make my coffee or go sit on the couch and then I'll scroll with my coffee. And, like, I could probably just, like, not scroll. But, you know what, I feel like, for me, like, that's kind of, like, depending on what you're scrolling, like, if you're catching up on, I don't know what, your favourite accounts, Mm. uh, maybe that's okay. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, you make this time. Okay, with my coffee, I'm going to scroll and Pacino, like, that's my little thing I'm going to do. And I'm going to be okay with it. Like, maybe it's, like, we need to give the designated time to the scrolling so then the scrolling doesn't invade the other aspects of life. That's a good idea. So So it's like setting a boundary for when it doesn't happen and then setting a boundary for when it does happen. Because, yeah, I do quite enjoy my morning coffee and my scroll. Like, I don't mind that. So I think that's a good thing. It's good. Like, we we, as much as we hate social media, we also love it. Like, And, you know, like so much goodness can come out of it, like whether it's like catching up on news stories or catching up on like uh, friends friends and like what they've been up to or like just people who inspire you and like reading their content. Like I think that so much, yeah, obviously so much goodness can come from it. Exactly. It is just about, yeah, when is it invading your other times and then realising, oh, okay, cool. Well, I can see now that when I cook, Uh, I'm on my phone and that makes it not a great experience. So let me just pop my phone away. Maybe I'm going to pop some music on instead. Exactly. See, that's a good idea. Put a podcast on it if you want to, like, listen to something and cook. Like, that's a great idea. Uh, I mean, still sometimes you probably zone out or, like, sometimes you might. But you're still taking a little bit. Yeah, it's true. I really like this conversation. I think it's important. I think it's a good time to Mm self-reflect and think, hey, where do I want to make a change? Um, it's not about shame. It's not about being angry at yourself or other people. It's about opening up the conversation, opening up the the awareness of what's going on with you and your lives and your social media and phone use mm. and maybe where you can make a change. Yeah, and I do really think it's those smaller moments that maybe don't seem that important but actually are mm. where you are hopping on the phone, like the car rides, Yeah, like the – the dinner table where it's just like whatever dinner. Like, you know, sometimes you think, well, it's just a weeknight dinner, whatever. Well, even like, you know, I have dinner by myself sometimes and even I'll notice then like I'll scroll Mm -hmm. while eating and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like just eat. Mm -hmm. Just eat by myself. It's okay. You can do this. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, really. (laughs) (laughs) It's all very interesting. 
Oh. I think is the word. Um, but yeah, check in, make those boundaries and use it for the good of it. And then when it like becomes the opposite, that's when it's like, all right, let me put that away. <laughs> change, change. I think we should try do a day a week. I think, well, I think a day a week might be too much. Half a day. Do a day a month. Oh. One day a month. Device free. And no laptop? <laughs> is this like is this like uh, 100% no device or uh, just the phone? I don't know. <laughs> Look, what about my thing. inbox? <laughs> That's another podcast episode. Ah, the, the anxiety is starting to rise. But let's actually, I think Carla and I, me and you, Carla, uh, Carla and I, so <laughs> <laughs> what we should do is like help each other. Well, we could do an experiment. Okay. And we could then say... We could talk about it. Yes. So, like, let's actually ch- let's actually do this like one day a month for like a couple months, or let's just stop using our phone so much too every yeah. day. Okay. That as well. Both, 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 and both. Yeah. And then we'll get back to you. Okay. Bye. Bye if you love this episode, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Let us know on social media. <laughs> yeah. Go on social media and message us now. <laughs> Oopsie. <Oops. laughs> Bye. <laughs>my business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.